Warning, this episode may be triggering for anyone with an eating disorder. Welcome to Breaking Free. I'm Rania Kurdi, a transformational life coach, comedian and mother of two. And you can join me weekly to hear some intimate self-reflections and conversations with inspirational friends and guests from all around the world, sharing what they needed to break free from in order to live a life of purpose. I'm pleased to introduce on today's episode of Breaking Free, Magda Dafjak. She's a dedicated fitness instructor and mother who fell in love with bodybuilding and most recently earned the title of Ultimate Bikini Pro World Champion. Hi, Magda. Hiya. What What was your past like before you got into bodybuilding, before you got into competing and fitness? Did you ever have a life before fitness? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, to be honest, um, even as a child, I've been involved in something as my mum worked in a leisure center where I work right now in a similar one. Um, and she was always pushing me into the sports. Um, and I, yeah, I was always interested in doing something because I've been always an active child. I just wanted to do something. And you, you grew up in Poland, am I right? Yes, yes. Uh, I moved here when I was 28 years old. So six, seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand you have a past in tennis and in dance. Starting from the beginning, I've been doing ballet, then then tennis, and then Latino dancing. And with the Latino dancing, although I liked it, it was really hard to to do it if you don't have a partner. I had a partner for a while, but then suddenly... Um, he didn't want to continue. So my friend introduced me to Zumba and we both, me and my mum, we went, we had to travel quite far to be fair. Um, but we went to a class and we both loved it because it was something different. It was dancing, but there was lots of different styles included, mm. which, which was amazing. And the atmosphere in a class, then energy, everything was really, really good. So I've been going to classes as a participant for, I think, two years. And then my mom said to just go and do, do a course and become an instructor. And it was really hard for me because as now you wouldn't believe it, I've been a really shy person. And for me, going and presenting to people and teaching people, being in front of attention, it was really hard. Um, but I did it. I did the course. My yeah. mom went with me even for that course, although I could go by myself, but, but she was supporting me with that. And then I started to run classes. And at first it was hard and obviously it wasn't perfect, but nothing is perfect at first. But I really enjoyed teaching and I still, I still, I love teaching. Wow. So, you know, what is that thin thread between feeling pressured by a parent to do stuff that isn't comfortable for you or feeling that it's actually encouraging and supportive and if it wasn't for them you would never have discovered this side of yourself or or developed this side of yourself that's more courageous more social and putting yourself out there how would you describe the difference especially as you're a mother now hard yeah that's a hard question 
Um, to be fair, it's funny because when you are when you are a teenager, obviously, and when you're a child, you you just try things because your parents say try mm. this, try try that. I mean, in Poland, as a child, you don't have choices. Okay, so if your mom says you're gonna do that, you're you gonna have do, to do it. <laughs> yeah, because there is there is no like no, I don't want to. Yeah, I mean my my daughter has more choice right now, uh, and. I try to keep it in a way, encourage her, but not say you're doing it. Yeah, I'm just like, would you like to try it? And then if she's like, if she likes it, I will say do it. Well, my mom, she would just send me to random things, and I think this is what made me a person who I am right now. That I'm so open to meet people, to like engage with others because of the things my mom was doing to me, <laughs> which sounds bad, but this is this is how it was. Um, and the same with fitness, with everything. Mm-hmm. I actually, as a teenager, maybe I didn't like something, but right now I think, well, this created me and the person I am right now. And did you have any siblings or was her focus solely on you as an only child? Um, I have two brothers, but they are older. So my the younger one is 12 years older and the other 15 years older. So they basically were teenagers when I when I was born. So it's, yeah, the attention was quite on me because I was the youngest one and the only daughter. Did you feel a pressure to perform, to please your mom, to to achieve? No, I don't think so. I liked sport always. It's just the, the, what sport I should choose was the issue always because I wanted to dance. My mom wanted me to play tennis, you know, so just the small things. But I'm glad that I can play tennis right yeah. now <laughs> so um it's the yeah it's a good thing to have yeah <laughs> so it's a good thing yeah I wish my mom would introduce me to weightlifting and to gym uh before but it wasn't that popular in Poland especially for women to do it yeah. because it's quite all right for men but when you come when it comes to women everyone's like oh why you are lifting lifting such a heavy weight and it's just because because I can, my body is the same as yours, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what does your family think now of your choice of becoming a bodybuilder? Yeah, that's another hard question. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, with my family. Do they see it as a sport? Do they encourage it? Or is it hard to understand? It's hard to understand, especially for Polish people. It's really mm. hard to understand this um like recently i got tattoos in poland it's not they don't like it to have mm-hmm. tattoos even my family they accepted it right now which is really pushing pushing the line there and the same with bodybuilding my mom is proud and she will post on facebook she that she's proud that i'm doing it but i don't think she understands why i'm doing it and that i really enjoy it so that's that's the thing. Mm. And my brother he just say just be careful about your health because um well, bodybuilding, it's not the most healthy sport you can do. But I also don't think it's extreme, especially for me, because the category that I've chosen, it's not, it's not too bad in a way what you have to do and what you have to go through to achieve what I have achieved. Ah, so what are the categories? How does that differ into how unhealthy uh, a routine you need to have or not? So, for example, I'm doing the bikini which basically you need to have nice shape to the body, but you don't have to have too much of a muscle definition. So you don't have to 
lean down too much and lose too much body fat. While there are other categories, like even for women, physique, etc., where the muscle needs to be there, you need to be able to see them more. So you need to lean down more. And that obviously, the lower you go with the body fat percentage, the, the harder it gets for your body. Um, Magda, that, that's shocking to hear because I cannot imagine any lower body fat than what I've seen in your pictures. I mean, there was just no stomach left whatsoever. <laughs> I could I could see your rib cage, um, and I I feared a bit about how unhealthy is this when I when I saw one of the photos. So how can you go even less than that if you're saying your category is is like a safer one really that that you don't have to go extreme? Because I can see every possible muscle in your body in in the pictures that you've posted. Well, yeah, but that you they they do go lower, and this is this is when that it's extreme. Um, mm. It's extreme. I mean, it's not the easiest for for me as well because, like, for example, I have lost my period completely, and that's the second year mm. when it happened. Last year, I was preparing for the competition, but obviously it was cancelled, and instead of that, I did the photo shoot. But that time, the same thing happened. So then... And just to explain, obviously, is because of COVID. So it was cancelled. Yes, yes, that was cancelled yeah. because of COVID. But still, I wanted to do something because if I was training and preparing myself, so I went for to Scotland to do the photo shoot. And I went through the whole process of leaning down, drying out, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm, so and, it was a good like practice trial, yeah. wasn't it? Because it was your first go at this. Yes, yes, it was a good trial. Mm. Yeah. So, what made you want to do this? What are the pros and the parts of it that is so rewarding that it's enough for you to sort of suffer with the eating routines and the hard work? Um, I've been watching some of my friends doing doing it and how how their body changed and how I liked this look, for example, and how I want would like to look this way. Mm. And it's more like testing on myself how you can change your body composition while doing weights and bodybuilding. Yes, I wouldn't have to compete for that, but that moment when you're on a stage and when you, when you see what you after after with the picture you can see what you've achieved and then the next year i can compare it okay this this workout worked that didn't and even in between competitions my first competition that happened it didn't went very well because i've been holding lots of water so then you learn how to manipulate it to achieve the look you want um so it's not really about winning anything it's more about testing my body myself and if i if i can cope also with everything like that like going on a stage although i'm you, you know i'm the person who teaches classes and i've got lots of people looking at me every day when i first time when i stepped on the stage i i was shaking like my legs my arms and i couldn't i couldn't control it and i was really surprised that this happened because i thought i'm going to be completely chilled out but I just couldn't control it. And the second time was similar. Third time, I, I was getting better and better at it. So it is challenging myself mm. as well. You sound like someone who likes to challenge yourself a lot because you've kind of gone from the ex extreme of a shy person to putting yourself in the most exposed 
position possible, being on stage in a bikini, sort of showing your body for competition reasons. I mean, it, it it's like the most yeah. exposing, isn't it, for somebody who's shy? So is it because you just want to push yourself the furthest you can go to, to see how much you can challenge yourself? Yeah, I think so. And I, I just, the first competition, I just wanted to try if I, I am able to do it. And I had mm. this moment before stepping on stage that maybe I should go back because, oh my God, there are people there and I'm just going to show my bum to everyone in a minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the, the first, the first the first few few minutes on the stage was really really stressful but then you learn how to control yourself which is quite interesting mm. experience yeah the talking of bums there is a lot of <laughs> <laughs> showing off the bum <laughs> whether it's in the pictures or the videos or you know you're getting scored on how much muscle you've got in your bum or the shape of your bum so where is the line between this is empowering you as a woman because these are your choices it's you controlling how you want your body to look mm -hmm. but then also in exposing yourself as a woman sort of in a bikini to be judged you know um, especially as the kind of not just looking at it from a technical point of view of just muscle. It is about looking pretty, having a glittery bikini, um, having the fake tan, the beautiful sort of hair extensions, the makeup. It's not just like males going up for, for their competition, you know, where they're solely looking at the body shape, but they don't have to glam up themselves. And how do you feel about it? I mean... It's quite interesting, to be fair, because I wonder if I would go on a stage without without all this glam, how that would be judged. Mm. I mean, bikini is different. Bikini is um, purely about the whole, whole look. It's about posing. So you need to behave certain way on a stage. You can't just walk in. <laughs> we practice posing and, and how to, you know, show our attributes the best um but it's a quite because there are other obviously um categories for women where they are judged mainly on their muscles and this is quite interesting if there would be someone competing without all this glam would that pay, person be placed and would achieve something higher than than the others yeah, like if you shaved your hair or you had really short hair and no makeup, would it make a difference to having beautiful long blonde extensions and, and eyelashes and a, and a fake tan? Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't know the answer to that question, but I would like to try it right now mm. <laughs> in the nicest way. How, how would you feel doing the same thing? going on stage and, and posing and, and ble being glamorous and being judged for how you look. It wasn't about muscle. It was just like a Miss Universe competition, for instance, where they have to walk no, out. No, yeah, so I wouldn't like it mm. because I purely want to have a certain look in my body, in my muscles. I don't really think about the other part of it, like just being pretty look. Um, I need that because I think that gives you the confidence. So the moment, like if I would have to st stand on stage without any makeup, without the extension, without anything, 
that would that would be uncomfortable for me mm. because this gives me more um, confidence to do it. It's the same with my classes. It's it's a silly silly little things that make you make you more confident. Uh, for for my combat class, I need gloves. If I don't have my gloves, I feel like I can't punch anymore. Although I'm not really punching anything. <laughs> oh. Yes, it, it's 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 really funny, but it is this way. And I need to I do my makeup before I go to classes because that gives me confidence. Without makeup, I don't feel confident. So this is why I do it. I don't do it to look pretty. I I do it so so I can stand there and and I feel confident that this is miss me running this class. Mm. You you know you mentioned in your in your posts and and talking to you that you want to encourage other mothers to feel that they can do something for them. Um, they don't have to sort of just lose themselves and their identity. And and this is encouraging them you've also shown your your figure I think when you'd had your daughter you know it was a fuller figure what is the danger of giving out the message that women have to be a certain look you know like we can't be comfortable in our body in different ways and shapes as long as we're healthy so how are you sort of seeing that aspect with the whole bodybuilding and changing the shape of your body well, that's a that's a hard question, but uh, going to the first part of the question, when my daughter was born, uh, I've been like nine stone heavier, and I've never been like a slim person. Um, and when she was born, before even I had, I've gained lots of weight during uh, during the the whole pregnancy, and it was really hard for me to accept that as well. And then when she was born and I was thinking, oh my God, I will not be able to catch up with my own child because I was struggling to walk, struggling, you know, to do anything really, which which feels really weird right now. But but yes, I wasn't able to do six press-ups on my knees. Okay, so um, this is when I said, okay, I need to do something about myself. And this is when I have introduced a healthier diet, mainly, and then um and then some strengthening exercises but because i wasn't able to go to the gym or anything i was training or doing press-ups at home so every other day i was doing like six press-ups and then three sets like this and then i was taking uh, my daughter to pram and we and i was doing walking lunges i wasn't doing much cardio because you don't have strength you don't have energy you don't have time because you've got a small baby um so mainly diet and this, and I lost really quickly all the weight and even more. So all the six stone that I've gained, I lost nine in the end because, and it's mainly it was mainly diet to be fair. It's it's great to hear that small steps, but done consistently. Yeah, you know, and your own your own home or going out for a walk will will show results. Yes, you don't you don't have to go. You know when when there was a lockdown. We were walking, we were doing things differently, and it was fine. So um, I think with with I want to encourage the mothers to do something, even just to have time for themselves, selves for like I don't know, fifteen twenty minutes, because it's just small step, but it will give you the 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 space, the confidence, 
and the feeling that you did something for yourself as well, for, for yourself as well. Um, because like I've been, I haven't been working for what, three years when my daughter was small and I was with her at home all the time nearly. And that was really hard because it was straight. Like I moved here when I was five months pregnant. I didn't know anyone. So I've been locked. I know it sounds bad, but locked with her at home for three years nearly, which was, um, for me as a person who likes to be social, it was really hard. Um, and this is why I think I have like changed my focus and start doing, started doing this. Um, and then small steps to get back to classes here somehow. First classes that I've been running, I was, I, I was not able to talk to people because I didn't know English that well. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it was lots, lots of going on in those few years. And, so you've um, made huge, huge leaps to Yeah, the, it was a huge leap. Mm-hmm. Um, regarding showing the like bodybuilding expects other women to look this way. I always say that you do how much you can and how, how you want your body to look like, and don't expect that you're going to get all the, if you know that in, in a short time, it's a long time commitment. That's the other thing that yes, it's, it's a big leap for me, but it took me six years because my daughter is six, nearly seven right now. So we have to take under consideration that not everyone's got this time and this opportunity to do things like that as well. But I always think it's better to do something even little than nothing because you do it for yourself. You don't do it for anyone else, really, don't you? And you said that you, you know, you didn't have a slim or fit figure before having your daughter even though you were a dancer or fitness instructor, it all happened after you had your daughter and started working out? Yes. So my, cause, um, I was doing mainly cardio. Yes. So I was doing mainly like dancing, Zumba, aqua, but I never did weights before. And then I've read a book that is from Poland, Polish book about a different approach that you do weights, you have less cardio and you more think about your diet and control your diet more and I think that helped a lot because before I had like in Poland nearly 30 hours of cardio per week because I had 30 classes and I still struggled to just to be lean and to look how I wanted to look and that's the other thing because when I leaned down after pregnancy when I lost all the weight I've still, I wasn't really happy about how I looked like, because obviously you've got the problem that the skin, skin will not catch up that quickly. So if it took me nine months for nine stone, the skin couldn't catch up. So it didn't look so nice and I wanted something else. So then I've been still reading and, and, and in a book, it said that, that the weights will help you to get the elasticity in your skin. So this is what, um, I, why I started to do it and the first the last the last year when I did the pictures just the photo shoot I remember that I had like skin hanging down from my tummy and this year it's not there anymore so it it showed me that it works which which I'm excited about <laughs> because then it shows you that you can do it you can achieve it just give it time 
So you've really challenged yourself in so many different aspects, you know, to become more social, um, and, you know, less shy, to speak a new language, to get out there and, and mix with people and teach and be on stage and change your body to like, you know, the maximum. What is next, Magda? Do you still feel that you always need to find a challenge to push yourself further? Yeah, I think I do. I I don't, after, you know, everything that I went through with my life, I I don't want to stop because lockdown, although I've enjoyed this till some point because we I was doing the online classes, which were brilliant and, and just chatting to people and I had a bit of a rest, but it was hard for me because I didn't have anything there to, 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 you know, to be excited about. And I, I want to be excited about my life. I don't want to just leave my life because we have only one and it's really, really short. So I want to be excited about my life all the time. Mm. Yeah. So what is, what is the fear that if it doesn't include a challenge that it wouldn't be exciting or worth living? You know, what, what is it about, You've reached a certain place now or you're pro world champion. You've managed to do that the first time competing. I mean, that is just mind blowing. But it, it won't feel enough. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I took Taekwondo, for instance. I'm the complete opposite uh, from you, I think. Um, you know, and I had an incentive to get a black belt. But once I got it, I didn't ever go back to Taekwondo. I mean, it's a complete shame. But um that's it. I'm kind of happy with, right, I wanted to prove something to myself and to someone and I did it. Full stop. You know, I can move on, do something else now. So what is it that makes you feel like without a challenge, without pushing yourself, without proving to yourself again that anything you put your mind to, you can do it, that life wouldn't be exciting enough? Well, hmm. I mean, going back to your taekwondo, this is funny because when I when I achieved this, when I when I... I had the medal, yeah. I had this conversation with my boss actually, and I said, you know what, the problem is that when I got that medal, I was happy, but I didn't feel so excited as I thought I will be. Because mm. there are some, some girls on the stage, they cry, There's, you can see that this this was everything for them. Mm. And for me, it's just another stage and I'm already, okay, now there is new federation that I want to get the medal if I'm going for that federation now. So I just... <laughs> you have I, a fierce the, focusedness. Yeah, I'm just like ticked now the next one, you know, this yeah. is the problem, I think. Yeah, because it's really important to enjoy the journey. Um, because sometimes we can just have goal after goal and you realise that every time you yeah. reach one, it doesn't give you the thrill or the happiness. You're just then moving on to the next one. And I think with women as well, we can we can dream about, oh, when I get married, I'll, I'll be happy. When I uh, have this figure, I'll be happy. When I have children, I'll be happy. Um, rather than actually living the moments and seeing that there's happiness in all all aspects if if we're noticing them and living them so I'm just yeah I just like to understand sort of the mind of a of a um, yeah that's a sportswoman yeah. a competitor you know going for the next challenge the next challenge do you actually enjoy them <laughs> as you're going along yes I enjoy everything what I do I enjoy 
that's the thing I think why I want to stick to it because I enjoy the process. The competition itself, it's fine and I can do it, but the process itself is the, the thing that I enjoy the most. I just want to experience things, I think, as much as I can. Because, like, with marriage, I just want the experience to be married. And I am. <laughs> um, that's, that's a funny one. Um, but with my daughter, they told me time ago that I will not be able to have children. And that was really hard to accept for me for a long time because I thought I will not be able to experience that. And I want to experience it. I want to experience everything in my life, nearly. So obviously I've got daughter and, and that happened. And I'm I'm happy now. Now it came out, out again that I will not be able to have any more children. And I'm more alright with it because because I, I, I already experienced that and I've got one child and she's brilliant. So yeah, it's just I think about trying to experience different things in life. Yeah. That's where there is a similarity. Like I want to experience as many things in one lifetime as possible. But for me, that makes me jump from one thing to another. You know, I've done Taekwondo. I want to now do jujitsu. I've done jujitsu. I want to do something else. But but you've got like a goal now. You're going for the bodybuilding. Yeah, to be fair, I did dancing, and in that I did lots of different styles as well. I've played tennis. Um, I was I did swimming, so sports wise, I have jumped a lot as well from one thing to another. Um, and I bet I for now I'm like yeah no gym only, but I I bet that's gonna change, and I will find something else that I enjoy. Yeah, it could um, lead to something else. It could lead to something else. You never know, really. Um, for now, I am focused on that because I just I just really like it. It gives me going even to the gym. And just doing my own thing gives me a headspace that I need and that I can think about things. And it's just just me time, really. That's why this is the confusion why people say, you don't have really time off. I'm just like, yeah, I'm doing my workout, but that's not your time off. Yes, this is for me time off. It is perfect enough. Thank you. I just can't sit still too much. Going to the cinema, for example, or just watching a movie without doing anything it's a bit of a waste of time for me. So I, I really struggle with this kind of things because when I watch something, I normally eat or I clean. It's maybe not healthy, but <laughs> I don't know. And, and talking of healthy, what, what is the long-term sort of health effects that um, could affect your body if you do continue doing bodybuilding? Well, the long-term effects... It's a it's a hard question because for bikini it can be nothing, or it can be some woman issues that um, I mean I have some problems right now, but that's not because of competing. It's it happened before actually, uh, the endometriosis. But I've I had problems before having Lena with that, and now it's uh, bad again. So I'm gonna have some. I'm waiting for surgery, mm. and this is why it was really hard on deciding should I compete this year or not. But because so of endometriosis, sorry, it's hard to say it as well. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it can be very painful when you're having your period. Yes, is it can. Right? Yes, it, it, even in between. So this this is why I the first competition that I did uh, where I didn't place. It was purely because I had some issues in water retention because although I don't have my period, I still have the 
the normal like effects and and then and the pain the pain can be quite damp and it's really hard to focus on anything when it happens but i thought you know what it's better to to actually do it lean down because i thought if i'm going to lose my period that actually might help me just to wait till the moment till i'm going to have the surgery because it is a bit easier now but it was hard to decide if i should compete or not because it could make it worse you never know do do they have health specialists doctors that make sure that um nobody competing sort of is doing something that's harming them and that they're they're still okay you know their pressure is okay they're no 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 you've got a coach um and i've got a coach and my coach if you would ask him, he will always tell you that bodybuilding is not a health, healthy sport. It's not about health, certainly. Um, and like for me, it's quite all right, as I said, but there are people who take steroids, etc., that will affect your health. So yes, if you're thinking about going into bodybuilding, don't think that it's healthy because it looks healthy on the pictures, for example, because they have nice brown tan, okay? No, it's it's completely the other way around yeah but i think they would just look starved if there was no tan and glam that's what i mean it's it's kind of all the the dressing around it yeah that that makes it look what it is but if you took all of that away you know you could look starved really and and unhealthy and you know it would be worrying yeah yeah 100 percent. because i've got pictures before tanning and after so so what does your daughter feel about seeing you go through that process and not eating as much or preparing for it or lif- looking um, that skinny or being on stage? Uh, and how does your husband feel about it? Um, my daughter, I think she doesn't understand yet what's going on. She's she's happy for me and she's supporting me. Sometimes she even takes pictures, you know, when I'm when I'm doing check-ins and etc. And she went with me to a competition and she was really proud of mummy. Um the starving thing, I don't starve too much. Like I'm quite lucky that my metabolism is working very well and because of the classes I'm still on quite okay food. And um, and I wouldn't go to a certain level as well because I prefer to have more fat on stage but feel that I'm I'm actually alive than go there and just not be able even to, to stand straight because things like that happen. Um, my husband, yeah, he walks around and he says sometimes, oh, my God, you are so skinny, you have no fat left. That's This is why you are cold. <laughs> But besides that, he's being really supportive as well. At first, I know he didn't like it much. Um, but then he started to lift weights as well. And now now he supports me a lot with everything that I do, especially with looking after my daughter. Because like in between shows, it's all right because I have time. But now when when the shows are on, when is the season, it's, it's really hard because you need to still train. You eat less, so you have less energy. Um, you have to uh, do the posing and everything, uh, and then prepare everything for shows. It's it's quite a lot. So uh, I'm really, really like impressed with mothers who compete and are single mothers. And I know few few of them 
And that's really impressive that they still are able to do it. And and how do you adjust to going back to eating normally afterwards? Do, do you see that other women maybe binge um, in, a, in an unnatural, you know, unhealthy way, I mean, from going from no, you know, not eating the things that they want to overeating the things that they want? Yeah, binge is a big thing. Um, last year it was quite all right, but this year even I struggle. So in between shows, normally after show, you can you can go, my, my coach would say, go to a restaurant and eat. But then it happens that I eat for two, three days after the show because mm. I want to eat everything. And yeah, the binging is a, is a big thing, to be honest, for me this, this time. Um, and I've normally you need to gradually go back. Yes. So yeah. going back up with the calories gradually. Um, but it's really hard to do it because because of starving, not starving, but eating less for such a long time, um, you you just you feel hungry all the time. There is no way to satisfy your hunger. And that happened to me last year when I think it took me six months to get to the point when I had food and I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is me finished. Um, but yes, it's, it's a tough, tough thing. The, the post show. Yeah. There's this thin line, um, that how, how do you know that you're not going to suddenly develop an eating disorder, you know, get used to this kind of yo-yo way of eating like nothing and then suddenly eating much, much more. Um, because a lot of people with eating disorders have sort of fallen into it through thinking, oh, I can control my weight by doing this and then I can eat what I want later. And and then they do it for so long before they realize that they're addicted now, their body, you know, isn't functioning as normal, they're not getting their periods, they're fainting, they're um, losing vitamins and, and minerals that their body's so needs but it you know it's at a late stage where they've already harmed themselves how how is there any kind of control to know that okay I'm not going to let it go that far or these other women competing haven't let it go that far is there any kind of oversight that anyone checks on you or you know yourself somehow that these are the dangers um yeah so no no one checks I mean my my coach uh, would possibly uh, because he'll, he'll always like say, okay, do this, do that. And I fairly listen, but to be fair, um, I had the eating disorder as a teenager, uh, because of struggling. I think at that time it was purely because I didn't want to eat meat and I was really fussy about what I eat. Um, and I went and I had anorexia and I ended up in a hospital. And um, it was really hard because your body just don't accept food anymore. By some, there is a point when I had, I think, thirty-two kilograms uh, with the similar height that I've got right now. So that was just skin and bones, and um, and it was horrible because everything that I've been trying to eat after, I I, I couldn't hold the food. I was throwing up all the time, and. Um, and when I ended up in a hospital, this is where I got really, really scared. And then I went home and I remember my mum cooked me sausages and she asked me to eat sausages. That is the, even now I don't like sausages. 
Mm. Um, but I remember eating those sausages and then throwing up and slowly I had to start eating and, and, and I don't think I would be able to do it again because of the experience I have from that time. I know that there is a time when I need to start controlling myself. So I think it's just kind of an experience from the past. Do you know what those signs are that you know, okay, I'm entering the danger zone here. I'm controlling my eating and my body too much. Um, I could go down this rabbit hole again. I could, you know, do you have those um, red flags that you know? Yeah, there are red flags. So that because when I'm going to leaning down stage, I can overdo it as well easily. So, uh, if my coach wouldn't control me. What do you mean by leaning down stage? So when I'm trying to lose the body fat, mm. there is there is a point when where I would push lower, but my coach will say, no, let's keep it here, for example. There are times like this when I think maybe I'm crazy and maybe I should stop this. And there is the other way around. When I'm eating after, I was like, okay, I think I should take it easy because... I've been eating too much for the last two days. So this is when I try to think, okay, chill out (laughs) and go back to normal healthy eating and then see what happens. Um, So, yeah, it's in both sides, to be fair. You don't want to push too much either way. You want to stay fairly in the middle. Because I think when there's a competition, it's easy to keep pushing yourself further than than what is healthy. Yes, it is. It's a route. Yeah. Especially that I know that what happened in the past to me, mm. I know that I need to be careful not to go that line again. Mm. Well, Magda, thank you so much for sharing honestly today about all aspects of, of this sport. I think, you know, a lot of women would like to understand what it is that's attractive about it or what the downsides and difficulties and commitment that goes into it. I'm I'm impressed by your level of focus and commitment in whatever you do to accomplish your your goals. And I just wish you all the best to have a balanced, healthy, beautiful life <laughs> that is full of joy and new things always coming your way. Thank you so much, Magda. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Breaking Free, please share it with your friends or on your social media platforms. And of course, I'd really love it if you can subscribe, rate or review the show. You can reach me directly at raniakurdi.com if you would like to ask a question, comment on what you heard today or find out how I can support you on your journey.